0: Welcome back to Paranormal the New Normal. This week I have Wayne, a.k.a. Waza, from Night Sky Paranormal over in the UK on my show. Wayne, how you doing today?
1: Not too bad, buddy. Yourself?
0: Can't complain. So, on the picture you sent me, you're in front of a interesting church. Is there a story behind that?
1: Uh, that's Blythburgh Church, the home of the black shark.
0: What's a very Have you ever had a spirit that was very negative towards you in a church by chance?
1: Yeah, we've done an investigation recently where someone approached me. Um, They had had a couple of experiences at this very old church where they felt someone come up behind them. I felt a negative presence. So I was bored, had a day off and thought, what the hell? I'll go have a look. Didn't necessarily think anything would happen. Um but I went there, done an investigation. It turned out to be one that lasted six months. We came across a very negative spirit who I believe was previously human. And um, we called him Mr. Grumpy. He'd done a lot of swearing.
0: And, Dave, you said you tried... You, did you ever try to figure out his history or anything like that?
1: Yeah, we couldn't get anything from him. He wouldn't give us a name. His favourite response was... The F word. Um, basically, also, I'll kill you or your pay is something he likes to say. Um, we picked up another spirits there who were asking for help, and they referred to him as the bad man. So, I tried to offer to help him, tried to be reasonable with him, but one of the things that I noticed was he started using my full name, which I never gave when I was investigating there. Now, I always say when I leave an investigation, you're not allowed to follow. Obviously, he must have to have got my full name and started using it. So I went back late one night and um, put him in his place. And I've called him Mr. Grumpy ever since. So he won't speak to me anymore. I need my other half. But we have helped move the other spirits on.
0: Which, that's amazing that you moved the other spirits on. That's always a good thing to do. I've heard investigators talk about it before and just it's a very modest work to do that because you're these spirits, you don't know who they are. You don't know who they who who they were in life, but just the fact that you're helping them move on.
1: They just go, making them realize that he couldn't hold them back any longer.
0: And that's the last that was the last you ever heard of Mr. Grumpy, or I mean I assume he's still oh, no. in the church.
1: No, 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 he's still there. <laughs> He's on his own now, even more grumpier.
0: I'm sure, because you know, people who are live in misery like to cause misery to others, just to make them feel the pain they feel. So, it definitely works.
1: You you feel his negativity there. He's a a not very nice person.
0: Is there any way a priest could try to exorcise him from the area, or get the spirit to like be forced out?
1: I offered him help. Um tried to explain to him he didn't have to stay if he didn't want to. If he's staying behind because he fears moving on, he can still move on and, you know, start to come to terms with anything that he's done. But it's just a case of he wanted to stay, which is fine, but he wanted everybody else to stay with him. And that's not right. They clearly wanted to move on and he was putting a block to that. So he's still there, but um, the other spirits, they appear to have gone and passed over.
0: Well, that, that to me, I'll qualify that as a happy ending. Let Mr. Grump- Let Mr. Grumpy stay there alone, because this, is this church still used by people as like a regular place of worship, or is it just runes?
1: A lot of churches in the UK now are either closed down or are used very regularly. This one's used very rarely now. Hmm. So it's, it's not often it's got a service there.
0: All right. So they can be, so he can live on his own without people bothering him and just be miserable by himself.
1: Exactly. Which if he's happy with that and he's not bothering anybody, that's fine. But um, I, it was certainly a lot easier to get them to move on and try and remove him. Yeah.
0: You know, if you can't, fi- if you can't find one solution, you find the alternative and the alternative worked in this case. So that's always a good thing.
1: Exactly. the name i gave him mr grumpy
0: i like i like that name but so did this this bad man did you ever find out the history of the spirit like who he could be
1: tried everything to um get his name and he usually got swear words um got told to f off i don't know how many times And then a couple of weeks after we started investigating there, and what was interesting, when we first went there, I gave my first name and I said, you know, I'm an investigator. I've come here to investigate, etc. After a couple of weeks, he started coming through using my full name, including my surname, which he couldn't know because I never used it. So I went up there one night alone because I was so angry over it. Because I thought, I always say, don't follow me back. And I thought, something's not right here. And I went up there alone at night. And I got all sorts of stuff coming through. F this, F that, get out, using my full name. Just a real, real angry spirit. And I don't think he's anything other than he was human and angry. I wouldn't give me any details. But we had some other spirits that come through asking for help. A lady in particular. And it seems to be, looking at the gravestones in the area, she was one of the ladies that's buried there. And the others seem to be tied to the land, because we found there's buildings that used to be around the church that no longer exist, going back some time. But we could not get his name. He would not give it.
0: I mean, it's... I almost wonder if it was a priest who... Or, some, or a priest that, that was in that church that had something bad happen to him, like he got excommunicated or something, and maybe he... I even
1: asked to... that question, and all I got told was F off. And <laughs> it comes clear as day. And huh. I, I just started laughing, because I find it funny. And um, I even said to him at one point, we're having a really good ITC session, and I said, if you carry this on, I'm going to sit here all night singing I know a song that gets on your nerves and after that it just went dead we had nothing and for several weeks going back it was just so quiet and he wouldn't communicate and then we decided me and my other half to do a session there with me in the back in the churchyard and then what my other half would do she would sit in the porch church area and all she got come through was get wayne hewitt out and he went nearly two months, he would not communicate with me. He'd only speak to my partner. And he would call her the B-word and tell her to get me out. So he's a happy chap.
2: Huh.
0: Yeah, he sounds like a very (laughs) happy person, to say the least, but that's why I wonder if maybe he was a priest who got excommunicated, and then they just, and then he just took his own life or something, and that's why he's stuck in the church? But...
1: Um, if I would look know his history, I really would.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Have you ever tried, like, digging back into the history of the church through, like, books or anything?
1: I've looked into the history, see if anything um, happened there of note in the area. I found there was a, a murder and a lady dumped nearby. We looked into that at the church. Don't seem to be any connection, even though it was only a mile down the road um someone else died a few years back nearby the church in that you know not very nice circumstances but again can't tie anything to the church of that area but we know that going back some way there was a lot of buildings in that area and a lot of things going on before the actual church was even built Mm. so a lot of history and you've got roman history as well nearby as well
0: yeah, I mean, well, anywhere in the UK, you got so many different cultures coming in, at different points in time. It's just, it could be, it could be someone, it could be a body buried underneath the church that spirit still resides in the land and they just, could be anything. I mean, possibilities are endless. Hey, Tamara, I do see you there. Sorry. I was waiting for the right moment to say hi to you. Tamara's from my other paranormal podcast that we do live on this network on Saturday nights, which we are on the Parahost network. If I didn't say that yet, we, that's the network we stream on. She's on she's on my other podcast, Global Strangeness, with two other friends. And she wants and she asked how we're doing.
1: All good, thanks. Feeling better now.
0: Yeah. Waza had a little hospital trip this morning, but nothing too serious, or he wouldn't be here today. To talk to me, thank God. I'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to hear. But so any other experiences while you're investigating?
1: Um, I've been researching and investigating since 15. So I've got a lot over the years. Um, We've done, funny enough, another one recently actually. That was a, another old church, a historical site. We went to visit there, and there's actually ruins outside this church of what was the original church. And you can go outside, walk around the ruins, etc. And um, inside we we felt an atmosphere but it was actually like a really nice atmosphere and we sat down we started running some evps running some itc and we had this lady come through and i said to her what's your name and she said nicola straight away and we started talking to her and we were like okay did you used to worship here yes Okay, so I started working on how long ago that was. And we seemed to narrow it down within the last couple of hundred years. And we carried on talking to her and I was standing near the pulpit. And bear in mind, it was a nice day at the time, pretty warm. Suddenly everything goes really, really ice cold around me. To the point that when I'm breathing out, I've actually got steam coming out. And I called over my partner, and she comes over, and where I stand standing was just absolutely ice cold, breathing out steam. And I just went, Nicola, is that you? Yes, sorry. And it was just amazing, the sheer, the way it just went so cold. And then we hear the door down the other end go, and slam.
0: And did she disappear at that point or were you able to get a response from her again or did she, was that her going through the door?
1: We carried on talking um, for another 10 minutes asking her questions and in this hmm. church they've got candles lit up where you can light a church, say a prayer for somebody and thinking that obviously she worships there my other half said to her, when we leave would you like us to light a candle for you? She said, yes please. So I we went, Okay. We light a candle on our way out, and we got thank you. And that was the second session we'd been there the day before, and we got some responses come through. We didn't really get any communication sort of direct, so we thought, if we go a second day, let the place warm up, see what we get. So, getting the information we got from her, going outside doing some research, found a Nicola that died about 150 years ago.
0: Interesting. I mean, churches are always a hotbed of spirit activity if you're looking for it. But was the original church destroyed during one of the wars, like one of the world wars? Or
1: also- I looked into that, and um, originally it was a big, big church. It was massive. And what happened was they couldn't continue looking after it. So back in the old days, sometimes what they would do if they couldn't afford to look after it, they would knock down a church and just rebuild one smaller. There's a, another place um, I've investigated in the UK called Cove Hife Church. If you look at that, you see what I mean. You've got ruins there that are ancient, and inside that, those ruins, you have this little church from the 1800s. Quite amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the churches in Britain and all over Europe from the early days are just incredible incredible i love them but i i mean as a as an assassin's creed player i've climbed a lot of churches in the uk on that game but <laughs> but so i but i love the history of like religion and churches across uk and everything the vikings and all that like it's just to me it's fascinating as could be but i want to ask you since you call your paranormal team night sky paranormal do you guys yeah. ever Do you guys ever do any UFO alien type investigating or?
1: I I don't do UFO investigating. I'm interested in it. And I read up on it all the time. I find it fascinating because I love space and everything. But I don't actually do the UFO investigating. I know a few people that do. And um, funny enough, I actually live not far from Rendlesham. If you know about that incident. Forest.
0: yes okay I was, gonna say, I was about to say forest it was a military yeah. it was a military incident right like a bunch yeah,
1: of no, it was a forest incident i literally i'm about 15 minutes from there where i am now
0: oh that's that's supposed to be a hotbed to this day of ufo sightings
1: there's a lot of people that go there and the woods there can be quite interesting
0: i'm sure i mean well any i mean my house we've seen ufos outside of it too we live on top of a mountain, so they're, we think they're taking the materials out of the mountain for fuel or something along those lines. That's where the common belief in my town is.
1: Yeah, there's there's so much going on at the minute. I mean, people talk about disclosure, but I really don't think they're ready just to come out and say, hey, everyone, they're here. Yeah. I, I, no. It's going in the right direction, but. Whether it's in our lifetime still, unless an incident happens where it becomes obvious. I
2: don't
1: yeah. think I just have to come out and say it.
0: Unless it's like the day the Earth stood still, where one literally lands and says, We are gonna destroy Earth unless you guys can convince us not to in the next week. But other so than I, that,
1: I'm just gonna ask them to take take me with them, get me I, off this planet.
0: I d do, I don't <laughs> think you'll be the only one by far to do that, but <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna be like Independence Day with a group of people on top of a building with signs saying Take me, take me. <laughs> but
1: or we lined up.
0: <laughs> so, did you have, have you ever gone, because Bigfoot is in the UK, right? I mean, I've heard mixed answers to this question, but Bigfoot is a thing yeah. in the UK.
1: Now, a lot of people, when you tell them that, they don't realize. But in the UK, there's a hell of a lot of Bigfoot sightings. Um, Corn, Cornwall, they've got them down there. Uh, they've been sighted in Wales, Cannock Chase. There's many places they've actually been sighted, and there is actually some people in this country that do Bigfoot researching.
0: Yeah, I would. I am still in the process of trying to get people who do Bigfoot like research to get on this show. It is uh, it's hard to locate them and hard to get them nailed down.
1: It fascinates me. It does. Oh, uh, there's something out there.
0: There has to be. I mean. You don't see a creature all over the world in every country and then not have it exist. I mean, it just, it's impossible. Impossible.
1: Exactly. Yeah, totally. But I would certainly love to meet him.
0: Since you're also in the UK, the other question I had is because the UK has a very vivid history of Fae and fairies and all that. Do you guys ever do any of that type of research?
1: I have quite a fascination with elementals. I absolutely love them. And In the UK, um, across the UK, Ireland, there is so much elemental history. And one of the things over the years I've learned is that you don't upset them. Simple as that. Don't upset them. You get some people say they're bad. Some people say they're good. I think a lot of the time they're indifferent. And as long as you don't upset them and you respect them, that's great. And you hear a lot of stories over here where we start building on places. We start taking woodland away. And then people start getting problems in their homes. On places that used to be what we call greenbelt over here. So complete woodland stripped back. Yeah. And I think on an island as small as ours, you get to a point, the more you build, the more you push them back, the more you start getting problems with elementals.
0: Yeah, I mean... Fae, fairies, elementals, whatever people want to call them. They have had a history in the UK for thousands of years, have they not?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they've they been a lot longer than us.
0: And these, creature, these creatures, these spirits, whatever they may be, and extra-dimensional creatures maybe even, that's a lot of people believe, but they've been our lure in every country since the beginning of time. So they, I truly believe they had to be here before we were.
1: Yeah, I think they've been here such a long time. And the trouble is, what people don't realize um, from, like, say, America a lot of the time is that the UK is a really small island. We're we're not a large country. We're smaller than most of your states. Oh, God, yeah. You've got this constant building going on, a population expansion, and all these Greenbelt areas being taken away that normally would just be countryside that sometimes is so far out people won't even touch. And it's just being pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So if you've got elementals out there and you're encroaching on their space, and I've I've just noticed over the last few years they seem to crop up quite a lot in this country, people having problems with elementals. And a lot of it is to do with what humans do.
0: Well, it's the same as having problems with regular animals we know about because of the same issue because we're taking their land and then you wonder why a bear or a bobcat's in your backyard if you live in america or the uk exactly. or but did you ever investigate any of these complaints about uh, an now bothering somebody
1: many years ago um it was a place up north i got invited to go and investigate a building now, i didn't know much of it much about it at the time it went up there but we went to this building that turned out to be a massive warehouse. Uh, they have forklifts in there, all sorts. And what had happened was the workers were, it started off their finding taps turned on the bathroom for no reason. It's like, okay, fair enough. Then they'd find tools go missing. They would have things thrown at them when they were working on their own in the workshops. So hmm. you had poltergeist-type activity going on. Then it started when I was seeing, like, black mists. And it had quite a mixture of things going on. It, it interested me. So I spent a little bit of time with my friend up north, and we investigated this place, and we looked into the history of it. When we done the ITC sessions, we used to get words come through, but almost like a broken English but responding to us. Very, very strange. And I remember thinking at the time, okay, are we dealing with someone that's foreign? What's going on? And the more we looked into it, we found out some of the other properties on the estate that had been built in the early 2000s had been having the same sort of problem. And this was actually built on woodland, it was stripped back, and they built these properties. And we thought, okay, we'll go with this, we're looking to all options. We couldn't get any responses for names, who we're dealing with, any deaths on the property. And we started asking about elementals and it just kicked off. We got a response and we got intelligent responses. And the more we looked into it, we found out there was a lot of anger there and it didn't like people working in this building. So we started asking questions about, okay, tell us what's happened, is it you know to do with a the forest? These buildings have been put on top of it. And what we actually figured was, where they had built on some of this land, some of it was just fields, but there was a particular forest area, and it was seen to be this particular area they were angry about, and this is also the area where most of the buildings were being affected that were built on this previous forest. And they were taking it out on the people that actually worked in the warehouses. So what we had to do, obviously, you can't take the buildings away, replant the forest. So with Elementals, you have to show respect. Of course. So what we've done, we try to explain to them, it's not the fault of the people that are working here. Because the week before we had that conversation, somebody was actually pushed over, coming down the stairs. And luckily, they were only like three steps away. So things were starting to get quite nasty. So we said, look, we apologise on behalf of what we humans have done. It's not their fault. So we can't suddenly take these buildings away. And what we got the owner and the staff to do was to go outside. And they were joined by the other buildings as well. People from two other buildings. And they actually planted some trees. It's a sign of respect. And they were like, we plant these for you, and we'll look after them. And, you know, please forgive humans for what we've done. And for months and months after, we would catch up with these people, and they had no issue at all. It just stopped. It's all about respect, and as far as they were concerned, they weren't getting respect. Their land had been taken away. It was just making them realize that's not these people's fault.
0: Yeah, it's the builder's, the developer's fault, basically. But, yeah, I mean, you you hear in the stories all the time, like, oh, you have to leave them out like a saucer of milk or something. Like, you always have to show them some kind of respect by leaving them some kind of little gift. And that yeah. that usually is, at least in the legends and the folklore, is how you get elementals or fairies or fae, whatever people like to call them, to stop bothering you.
1: And if you've got a nature spirit, what better way to do it? Plant some trees.
0: Exactly. And here do and you're doing a good thing for the environment at the same time. So you double win. Double win, but 100%. never
1: never annoy one. There's there's a saying that Satan sits in hell, he doesn't want to mess with elementals. And I think that's a good saying.
0: Yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, if enough <laughs> I've read enough folklore where that when they get together and actually band together to fight something, it's never pretty for the other thing, that's for sure. But
1: yeah, you want to be on a good side.
0: <laughs> which almost makes me question is Bigfoot an elemental, maybe?
1: Uh, Do you know what? Growing up, I was fascinated by Bigfoot because in 1902, they found the mountain gorilla. And before that, it was a cryptid. Yep. Because a cryptid is an animal that's not being discovered yet. And people were thinking that those that claimed to have seen this gorilla were absolutely nuts. And you look at what we found now. I mean, we found a shark not so long ago that was alive at the time of Shakespeare. It's the, that old, 500 years old.
0: The green something shark, I believe? Yes,
1: Greenland shark. Yeah. Uh, a giant octopus was encrypted. cryptid. Saber, Cl- as you say, when the ships got hit during World War II, they'd be taken down. We've since found out that exists, and they're attracted to the colour of their life jackets. Yeah. So... The fact that something could be living in somewhere so immense as the United States, your forest out there, I've got no doubt at all. But over the last few years, where I thought it was purely a primate, I've seen so much evidence that is just so strange. That doesn't add up. I mean, the way these things can be in front of somebody, just disappear. The lights that are seen in the area where they're being seen. And it's the same over here in the UK as well. And the more people getting together and looking at all that info and pulling it together, it's fascinating. And it makes you wonder if there's a lot more to what these are than what maybe we previously thought.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been theorized for a long time that Bigfoots may have something to do with UFOs and aliens. They may be, a, I mean, I personally like the Earth as a prison for aliens that they want to get rid of. So that's where the Bigfoots come in. It was a species that maybe they were like wookies almost and they were like very strong and they were the most trying to take over their planet. So they put them all here to get rid of them.
1: Like they're our prison guards and I had enough of us.
0: Possibly. I mean, you hear stories all the time of them if you're I've heard stories of truckers parked on the side of the road and they'll wake up in the middle of the night because they hear huge rocks or something hitting the side of their truck. And they go out the next morning because they're too scared to go out that night, of course. And the next morning, there's a huge dent inside that truck from a boulder or, or something that no human could lift.
1: The thing is, like, going back to the United States, you look at your forests. It would be so easy to disappear in those forests. They're absolutely immense. But how does a creature seven or eight foot tall, say 1,500 pounds, whatever, be out in the open, get seen, and just disappear?
0: Well, that also brings up a the theory of whether they're extra dimensional or not, because what if they yeah. can't can, just think about disappearing for a second? and There's this little portal that pops up next to them, and they pop through it, and they can go wherever they please.
1: I think personally, I sort of where I sort of lean to towards them now, because I've just seen so much evidence that has made me rethink everything I've thought, sort of researching it from growing up.
0: Now, when you say you saw evidence, do you mean personally, or do you mean you other you've seen other people
1: I've seen from other people, and are out there searching for them? Okay. A... What what they're all presenting? I mean, you've always got to be careful because you get your crackpots out there. Of course. Um, but the people that are are really good researchers, you look at what they're all sort of pulling together, and there does seem to be this pattern, and it's like we're missing a link somewhere
0: yeah i mean we are missing a link supposedly i don't know whether that bigfoot is that link or if they are a whole different species altogether from us and they were never connected to us i mean that they have the whole giganticus uh species that they thought disappeared when humans killed it out but what if it just got good at hiding and it learned to hide from humans because humans were killing them
1: could do and what was it they reckon that was 12 foot tall didn't they
0: Around there, 12 foot, 15 foot, I've heard. I mean, wow. there's, there's a lot of different stories about giants and they found a lot of giant skeletons all over America and in the UK and everything else too. So there could have been multiple giant species out there that we didn't know about.
1: There's, there's so much we don't know about that's out there, even now.
0: Well, I truly believe the government knows about it, but they just don't want to tell us.
1: I I saw something, I can't remember who was doing it, he was American, a researcher, and he was saying that if the American government turned round and said Bigfoot is real, they wouldn't be able to log a lot of the forest they log, because you would technically have an endangered species. Yes. Now, over here, that would be the same. If we've got wilderness here and we turn around and said, yeah, we've got something going on here, we think we've got some kind of creature you call Bigfoot that actually exists, that would put a stop to so much. Mm -hmm. So if they're willing to stay sort of out of the way and hidden, from a government's perspective, they would want to not admit it.
0: Yeah, because they don't want to stop their development on lands they could make money off of or get oil out of or whatnot.
1: It's all about the money
0: which if you go to i believe it is Washington state in the USA and there's i forget uh, it's called the Olympic Valley project i believe it's a whole area on the pacific coast that's just they found multiple big nest-looking structures on the ground all together yeah. and i believe i believe small town monsters the production company and their in the third part of their search for bigfoot series i think they did film this part of the country and they got permission to go in there and shoot footage and everything and do a little investigating i've yet to see it because i'm behind on everything i try to watch but it's just i've heard them talk about it and it sounds mystical in a way almost to be there and but it also sounds a little frightening because if there's multiple nests that means there's multiple bigfoot families and i am not trying to be in the middle of multiple Bigfoot families at once because you don't know how they're gonna react to you.
1: But you look at those nests and you look at some that have been filmed, photographed and they've also found a lot of markers where like they've they've bent these branches to create structures. And some of these branches are so tall that you would need strength to bend them over. And also you would need fingers to be able to grip things.
0: Of course.
1: you don't got fingers, you're not gonna do it. No. Now I always I always say about America, because your forest's so vast, what random person is gonna to want to travel deep into those forests, get risk getting lost, just to leave random markers and nests somewhere.
0: They're not going to. I they mean go home. I mean sure there might be one or two people out there that would, but I don't think they will because it's just it's pointless. The chance of someone seeing it that far out is even low to begin with.
1: People... I know um, I know somebody whose granddad who used to live in Cornwall in the UK and they're meant to have these down there and he used to do a lot of hiking and a lot of walking and he went in quite a remote area and he was one of those people he's black and white Nothing exists yeah. other than what you see. This 3D world is it. And he was walking, and he swears he had things thrown at him. And when he looked around, he swears he saw a six to seven foot humid, humanoid, sorry, covered in brown hair, just walking away in the forest. And it's, going back to the point you made earlier, these things are seen all over the world absolutely
0: everywhere. Yep, I mean and I just posted a picture of this in my Paranormal The New Normal Facebook group the other day or last week I think it was, but I mean you got the Bigfoot, you got the Yeti because I hate abominable snowman um, you, you got the true. it's yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a freaking Rudolph the Riddos reindeer cartoon but
1: well, cuddle when you hear that.
0: <laughs> but you got the Yeti I mean you got the Yowie down in Australia and there's Japanese Chinese versions of this there's Russian versions of it like there's every country has their own versions of eight men hairy men whatever you want to call them and it's
1: I've heard some great stories in Australia in the outback
0: Oh I would I would love to talk to someone from Australia who was actually like a Yowie investigator I would love to talk to someone because I've heard so many I've heard of because I don't know if you ever heard of Monsters and Mangas podcast.
1: Yes, I've heard that.
0: It's I've heard a lot of calls on there from people in Australia about like hearing yaoi howls or seeing yaoi tracks and or seeing yowies themselves. Like it's just and it's, it's the same as Bigfoot. Like so many people just hear things in their backyard and they don't know what it is. It and they play it on YouTube and everybody's like, oh, that's a cougar screaming, or no, that's a that's this an alligator screaming if they're down south. But no, it's not. Like wildlife experts would be like, that's none of those creatures. That, none of those creatures have ever uttered a noise like that.
1: We need more research on Australians outback, definitely.
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm too scared to do it because of all the other creatures that we know exist that can kill you in the outback. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Australia, anything can kill you.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's not even get into the bunyip. But <laughs> that's a that's a whole other thing that will kill you. But but yeah, I mean, there's there's enough animals we know about in Australia that will kill you. I think there's they have the nine most deadly creatures in the world in Australia, I believe.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised.
0: Between snakes and everything else, like it's just insane. It's like God picked Australia and said, everything that can kill you is going in this one little island, and we're just gonna put everything there so that maybe people stay out of it. But
1: yeah, we just dumped all
0: there. But then now the British decided to use it as a prison island. But which is interesting enough, and that's a whole nother subject we, that could go into another day. But so, what would you would you say the church thing is your weirdest weirdest experience, or do you have one that's weirder?
1: Oh no, I've had I've had plenty over the years. Um, I've seen objects moved. Um, I've seen things that have blown my mind because I'm a very analytical person. I have to see it to believe it, and I'm what you call a sceptical believer. You know, I, I totally believe in the paranormal, but not everything that happens is paranormal. No. And I'm one of those people I like to debunk and research. But, I mean, one of my, my favourite haunts, so to speak, is a place called Langard Fort.
0: Why have I heard of of that?
1: (laughs) You might well have. Um, It's based on the coast in Suffolk. Um, It's where the Royal Marines had their first battle and they were actually created and they became Royal Marines when they actually repelled a Dutch invasion going back to the 1600s. Okay, yeah. Um, There was a fort on site before then, but it wasn't really much. Um, And then they started adding to it over the years. And then... 1700s they started adding more and 1800s and it was used throughout World War II as well now in that place because I, I love my EVPs and in that place you get the most amazing class A EVPs you get the most amazing activity I mean I used to be quite sceptical about table tipping and I used to think you know people subconsciously removing the table And I've seen a few impressive things, table tipping, but until I went to Langarth Fort, where we had a session there, and the first time I saw it, the table was going absolutely nuts. And I kept noticing people's hands were coming away with the force of it. And I thought, okay, this has got my interest. So I knelt down, got everybody asking questions, getting them to try and get this table to move even more. And the sheer force behind it was phenomenal. So I asked everybody to turn their hands over. And this table was still going. So I walked up to this table and I said, on the count of three, I said, everyone step away. And I counted to three and it all steps away. And I just, full strength, went down on this table and I couldn't stop it moving. And it shot out from underneath my hand and it hit the door. And I heard it the other side of the floor. and I turned around to the guy that was there and he said do you believe it now? I said I will never doubt it again that was impressive and I've had so many great table tipping experiences at that place and they they love to communicate, they love it
0: Oh, of course they do, I mean I'm sure they're bored out of their minds with no interaction because I mean I have my own theories on spirits because my house does have the people, the residents who built it living in it still even though they passed and we found that out by hiring paranormal investigators back before a little before christmas but it's just i as far as i'm concerned spirits are i think they kind of age like people do like they go from being baby spirits where they're just missed and they can't really do anything yet but scare people not even by purpose just by being there and i think they slowly evolve into a shadow person type of creature who they can make themselves look humanish, like after they've been gone for a while and they learn how to control themselves a little bit. They can make themselves look humanish, but it's still just a shadow. And that's when they can really start to mess with things and just really scare the crap out of people at that point because people are horrified as shadow people, at least most are.
1: See, the point you've made there um, is a good point because one, thing that, one of the things that really annoys me in the paranormal is the D word and everything's negative.
0: No, no.
1: And you you go to investigate somewhere where someone's had problems and they'll be like, oh, I got scratched, things have been moved, it's evil. A lot of the time, it's something just trying to get your attention. And even where people have been scratched before now, sometimes it's not intentional. They overreach when trying to get that attention. And with regards to shadows, is that just the way some people perceive some spirits?
0: Possibly, I mean... But-
1: Because of the colour black, what do humans instantly think? Evil. activity. Yep. And I've been so many investigations where shadows have been seen, spirits, but they're not negative. And I think we, we have to get out this mentality, right, we've seen it's black, it's evil. Everything's got to be the D word. And you see that so much in the paranormal at the moment and it's just yeah i mean i've had some great experiences at places that have shadow people and are not negative negative. and like you said they're trying to they sort of in a way kind of grow i suppose
0: and just to finish that off i do believe the final form a, a spirit can take once they become old enough and powerful enough as a spirit is the full body apparition that people rarely see nowadays I mean, yeah. I think that's the final form because I think a lot of them don't get to that point because they find a way to move on before that point. Or they have, invest- yeah. or they ha- or they have investigators help them move on because I have heard of investigators helping spirits move on.
1: The first spirit I ever saw was a shadow. And it was the house that I grew up in. When I was a little boy, I used to have loads of comic annuals. Mm-hmm. I used to have what was like an old telephone table. And on these old telephone tables, they were hollow in the centre. And they would literally square. There was no legs. It was just like square. And what I would do, I'd put all my annuals inside the bottom of the telephone table when I went to bed. And I would line them all up so they were, you know, all level. And while I was in bed, I'd hear them played with and moved around. And I always knew someone was walking around the bedroom. And growing up, my parents never said anything about spirit or nothing. Until I was a little bit older, I heard my mum mention it, and I questioned her, and she said, "Yes, I'm convinced there's a there's a ghost here." Well, we used to get a, quite a lot of different activity go on, and sometimes it stopped stop for months, and then it'd just be constant. And one day as a kid, do you remember the old VHS players?
0: Oh, God, yeah, I grew up with VHS players.
1: I was watching a video and uh, the TV to myself and I walked up to it and I put the old VHS tape in and you see it go through the slot and I had this most weirdest feeling I was being watched intently and something didn't feel right. And I turned around and I faced the doorway and I could feel something was in that doorway and all of a sudden the shadow came out Went alongside the wall, into the back wall, disappeared, and I just stood there, just just trying to fathom what I just seen. Yeah, time I'd seen anything in that house.
0: As a kid, I mean, it's always terrifying to see these type of things. I was lucky; my parents built both the houses I lived in as a kid, and they none the property wasn't it wasn't built on a a uh, native burial ground or anything like that, luckily, so... I never had any experiences until recently, when I was staying at my now-wife, then-girlfriend's house, because I don't know if you guys in the UK know about the Bridgewater Triangle. Yes. My wife's house, that she, family house that she lived in before she moved with me is right on the edge of the Bridgewater Triangle. Ah. So... We've had, we've had UFO sightings there. We've had... We, her house is full of shadow people and spirits because it's built on a Native American burial ground. Because the, fa- the Wampanoag tribe, which is the tribe that was killed by colonists very brutally and without mercy, they actually lived right in the area where the house is because there's actually a famous... The rock that's on the side of her property and her neighbor's property was... Yeah. It was a corn grinding rock. It's actually like a historical marker. It was a corn grinding rock for like that tribe. They would always grind their corn there. I don't know why. I mean to make cornmeal, I guess, but I really don't understand the reason for doing that. But that's just something that I never understood. But and I mean the Bridgewater Triangle is full of other things too. And she's seen some of them. Some of them she's never had any experience with. I mean, but there have been creatures in her backyard that she can't explain creatures that look like little monkeys like not bigfoot but like little monkeys with tails like chimpanzees or whatnot because she has chickens and there was actually this creature was outside her chicken coop trying to get in
1: that is so strange
0: it is and i i'm like why couldn't you take a why couldn't you go outside and take a picture just take a picture and run back inside. <laughs> like
1: It's amazing when you get these areas that just have so much different phenomenon going on. Skinwalker Ranch. That's a fascinating place. There seems to be so much going on there and so many different types of phenomenon.
0: Brandon Fugal, who is on the show, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch... I have been trying to get him on the show for like a month now because uh, he is on Twitter and I, I've tagged him in things trying to get him on same as I tagged you in the thing to get you on here. But, but he just is not responding. I don't know. I might have to reach out through email or something. I'm, I'm going to look into that more, but cause that, I've been watching secret Skinwalker ranch for the last two, the first two seasons it was on and I'm waiting for the third, third to be on Hulu, but I do love that show. And I, I, of course, knew of that ranch beforehand because I've heard the legends and the tales. And it's just, it's fascinating how all these triangles across the United States and the world have like these strange phenomena that no one can understand, no one can explain. But it's oh, all what
1: does it mean? It's fascinating.
0: Of course. So it's super fascinating. And it's, I mean, like, do you guys have any creatures over there that are similar to like puckwudgies are in the Bridgewater Triangle? Like little. Ewok looking creatures almost. Um the,
1: Tommyknockers. the Tommy Knockers.
0: I've heard that right I've heard that name, but they're supposed to be like goblins, right? Kind of.
1: Kind of. I mean, um, a lot of people know Tommy Knockers because of Stephen King film. But the actual story was again, that comes from the likes of Cornwall. Is the miners would hear knocking. And they would hear knocking all around the mines. And quite often, the mines would collapse soon after. And whereas Stephen King film kind of pits them as being evil, the miners actually saw them as protectors. And that they were actually helping them. Because they these people that were experts in the underground couldn't find any logical reason why this knocking was going on. And then at one point, a lot of people from the UK travel to America to mine. Yeah. And so it's believed that the Tommyknockers then came over to America and that's where they got the name Tommyknockers. Huh. And, so... um, some people have seen them as sort of goblin type creatures, sort of like a little bit like what you described as well.
0: Huh. Interesting. I mean, cause there's puckwudgies and there's a bunch of other small creatures, too, all around the world. So, I mean, it makes sense, say, eh? if there's a Bigfoot, big creature all around the world, why wouldn't there be little creatures all around the world that just would be even better at hiding because they're small?
1: Randlesham Forest um, allegedly has something called Shug Monkey.
0: I've heard that term. I've heard that term.
1: Yeah, he, um, apparently he's witnessed in Cambridge... And also witnessed in Suffolk and Rendlesham.
0: That's funny because so, we got a Cambridge here in Massachusetts too, but it's in the heart of Boston. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we got quite a few crypts in the UK, but um, a lot of it. One of the big ones is the the black dogs. that seen a lot.
0: The the black dogs slash the hellhounds. Yeah.
1: Yeah, or black Shuck, as he's often called.
0: Yeah, for I. I I've heard a lot of stories of those Monsters Among Us and everything else, but
1: yeah.
0: have you ever come across one by chance?
1: I've never come across one. I've been to the area where some of the legendary stories are. That picture that I sent you with me by the church door? Yes. That's called Blythborough Church. And what happened was, going back, I think it's 1600s, there was a big storm in the area. And this dog, Hellhound, was meant to have attacked a church and then eventually found his way to Blythborough. And apparently, he burst into that church, killed a couple of people, and also lightning struck the tower, causing it to collapse.
2: Hmm.
1: And the legend is that that happened because of the Black Shuck. And where you, if you look at that picture, you see where my hand is. You've got these black marks. Yeah. Apparently, that's supposed to be the claw marks of the black shark.
0: And for all the listeners of this, you can see that picture on either the the ad for this live stream or it will also be on the cover of the podcast for this episode as well. Because that, I knew there had to be some significance behind that picture, and that's why you're sending it. I knew there had to be. People don't send me pictures of, them touching things unless there's a significance to that thing.
1: <laughs> that sounds dirty. <good.
0: laughs> yeah, I, okay, that, that does sound dirty. I meant it, but which for me is rare because I usually mean things to be dirty, but not in this podcast. That's my other podcast.
1: But I've, I've actually got a theory about those marks that they claim are the claw marks. I've I've got a distinctive feeling that they were made and someone's used a holy candle and actually burnt those black marks in.
2: Huh.
1: Because going back, especially to those times when people were very into their demonic and everything's evil and witches and that, yeah. One thing that I, I've researched and I've seen a lot is using a holy candle and burning marks onto a door to stop anything evil getting in.
0: Yeah, like sigils and whatnot. I can't think yeah. of the other names for it right now, but like. Sigils or just protective signs. I mean, anybody who's a fan of supernatural knows all about those. But
1: yeah, and that that is really common in historical sites in the UK. You can go to some really old buildings, and you can see like where marks have been put and keep witches out and all sorts.
0: How close are you to Highgate Cemetery, out of curiosity?
1: Oh, probably. Highgate would be about two hours from here, I think.
0: Because that's more like towards London, is it not?
1: It is. Highgate is London. And that's an interesting place.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I talked about on this show before, about the legends of the Highgate vampire, but do you have any belief in that or do you think it's possibly a real thing?
1: In terms of a vampire, no. Um, I think a lot of that's BS and made up from the people at the time. However, I think there's an element in truth is there is something dark at that cemetery, something not particularly nice. I know a lot of investigators that have been there and they've not liked it. And I I know people that are like me. They don't back away from anything, but they've been there and they've had the most horrible feeling in some areas so I think there's a lot going on there don't get me wrong Um, I think it's a very active place and there's probably something quite nasty there as well, what that is I don't know but in terms of an actual vampire no, I don't think it's a vampire
0: You don't think vampires ever could have existed?
1: I think the only vampires that probably existed were humans I don't think an actual vampire. I've not seen anything that's convinced me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything that convinced me either that vampires truly ever existed. I mean, everybody knows the story of Dracula and the real Count Dracula and how the yeah. legend, how the legend got started. Everybody knows that story, but Vlad the Impaler. But it's just, I don't know. I feel like if dogmen exist, and that's the basis for werewolves. There has to be something out there that was the basis for vampires.
1: If you research certain spirits, um, I think there's one in Romania, actually. It's meant to suck, I believe, the soul of the human. And when it takes the soul, it turns you into whatever that is. So when you look at the vampire situation, Bram Stoker, he's created a modern version of a vampire but there's kind of an element in truth in terms of previous stories with spirits and that.
0: Well, I mean, Romania is where that would start because that was the basis for all vampire legends is out of Romania, Transylvania area. But I mean, that whole that whole part of Europe is just creepy in a way. Like that whole part of Europe is just, it seems like there's a lot more going on there than people realize.
1: Europe is creepy and dark with history, without doubt.
0: Oh God! I mean, yeah, all there are so many different legends in Europe of different creatures and different scary monsters and what have you. Like that, just could exist, but maybe don't. I mean, who? It's it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell, really. I mean, Germany alone with the Black Forest, the amount of cryptids that come out of that forest is just ridiculous. But so, have you had experiences with anything else we haven't really touched on yet, or?
1: Um I mainly deal with the spirit side and ghost side. I do a fascination with UFOs because I I love space. Um I've researched cryptids, I love cryptids, but really elementals I just I love that. I don't think we know enough about them.
0: We don't. I mean, we don't we we know basic stuff that has been passed down through lore, but other than that we really don't know enough because Too many people don't believe they exist. That's the problem. All the people it's not like it used to be back in the day when everybody believed they existed and they would do all these rituals and steps to prevent them from bothering them.
1: And how many cases get labeled the D word that could be an elemental upset?
0: Now you keep saying the D word, and I know what you mean. Everybody else knows what you mean, I'm pretty sure, but do you do you not believe that angels and demons exist or do you just think too much is blamed
1: on them? I think, you know, I've no doubt these things exist. And I've, I've no doubt a demonic exists. But we've kind of got to a point in the paranormal, everything is being labelled demonic. You know, you could have an 80-year-old woman who died in her kitchen and her spirit's there holding a tray of cookies. And someone will be doing a session and they're going, It's demonic. And it's just, it's got to the point so much now, even on TV, it's demonic, it's demonic, because it sells.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's since the movies start coming out in the 60s and 70s, like Exorcist and Omen, like everybody believes now that they know that any investigator that wants to just be out there to get fame knows all they have to do is say, oh, we face a demon at this place. and whether it was or not you just i mean which it rarely is demons i don't think get involved in earth too often because i don't think they are allowed up here a lot
1: you're gonna tangle with something like that that's that powerful you're gonna know it
0: oh you're you're gonna be lucky if you get out there in one piece at that point but because i mean if they do exist because i'm agnostic personally and i don't know what i believe when it comes to this stuff i mean I've heard stories that make me believe they definitely do exist. And I've heard stories that make me doubt it, but I mean, well, we're going to get into creature feature in a few minutes, probably. And I'm going to bring up another one creature in there that will bring up the whole idea of angels or demons. But before we do that, I just want to make sure there's anything else you want to add anything, anything else you want to tell the people about or.
1: Um, um, was looking to do my own podcast recently, but unfortunately my partner who was going to do it if has passed away.
2: Ooh, um this
1: friend of mine. That's right. I am still looking to go ahead and do it. Um and also talking about Langard Fort, I'm looking at doing a documentary for YouTube on Langar Fort. Interesting. So hopefully just help promote it in the UK. It's such a great place.
0: Yeah. And I mean if you're that close to Rendlesham Forest, too. I would definitely start doing a documentary there, though I know it's been done, but you might find something. Who knows?
1: Next time I go there, I'll live call you. <laughs> you Forest.
0: That'd be interesting, for sure. Uh, that would definitely be a good event for Paranormal the New Normal. Just give me a heads up so I can make sure I can set it up. <laughs> <laughs> but 100%, yeah. It's It's just...
1: I've been into this a long time, not since I was 15, because of growing up in that house. And um, the paranormal never ceases to amaze me.
0: No, it really doesn't. I mean, the paranormal is altogether just such a fascinating topic, and there's so many degrees of it. I mean, I have even gotten guests out here for so many topics that I want to get them on here for, because it's hard to find people who investigate the more out there topics. I mean... Spirits and ghosts, yeah, there's a lot of people that like to, that like to investigate that because those are interesting topics and they actually are, no, I wouldn't say easy, but less hard to find. Like haunted locations are everywhere. Every town has a I'm co-
1: people about elementals because so many people don't investigate elementals. And even if they accept they exist, oh no, we don't touch them. And it seems to be like, I don't know. I'm not sure what the reason is. I suppose saying something's demonic is a bit more scary, and i prefer to go down that route. Personally, I wouldn't want to pee off an elemental.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least with demons, there's ways to stop them and ways to make them stop what they're doing and go back to where they came from. But with elementals, it's just there's not enough known to know how to stop them.
1: Yeah, I mean, a demonic has a, a goal, a purpose and you know what it is they're looking to do. With elementals, if you upset them, it's like sticking a hand grenade in a box, you know, a life hand grenade in a box of TNT. You never know where it's going to end up.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, I've read, I've read books about elementals. I've read fiction and nonfiction books about elementals. But, I mean, even the fiction ones, like, they're based on some truth, because there's always some truth to everything if it's regarding something that exists in this world. But, all right.
1: Well, well if you come to the UK, I'll take your right. elemental hunting.
0: <laughs> I'm going to put that on my list of things i got to do once I get some money for this podcast, but...
1: <laughs> we'll go to Misley Woods, where the witch general used to um, torture and dunk some of the witches in the 1600s.
0: Oh, yeah. Any, I mean, I live, I live somewhat close to Salem, Massachusetts, too. So, anywhere there's... With activity of witches and stuff, or witches being executed, it's always there
1: is elemental activity in those woods.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I've never been in the woods around Salem, but I've been in the Salem town with my wife and kids a couple years ago before the big sea started, and that's basically where it all started. But like, that's that's. I mean, I've been in the paranormal before that, but I kept looking around hoping to see something, but you just don't see anything. It's just not the way it goes. Hi. You saying hi.
1: <laughs> <Your new co-host. laughs> you need co-host. No,
0: know, she likes to pop in at one point or another on every show I do. It's just the way it is. I've learned to not fight it. Because <laughs> if you tell her if you tell her she can't come in, she'll come in more than she usually does. But hey, anyway, I think it's time we jump into creature feature because this is usually all my guests fear apart because it's just talking what we believe and what theories we believe with different cryptids. And I usually try to talk about ones that we didn't bring up in the show already. That way there's a little variety. And even if you don't have experiences with these, you could say what you believe. And since I believe you're my first UK guest, you can give what the UK typically believes in these things as well. Go for it. All right. I did mention these previously in the show, but we didn't really talk about them. And I've heard stories of these being in the UK, but what do you what do you think of Dogmen?
1: Dogman's interesting. I've done a lot of research on that. Um, there is a backstory, isn't there, about being born to this woman, etc., who put a curse on the child or something.
0: You're thinking of a different cryptid, but we will get to that eventually but <laughs> now you said oh, that I...
1: right. yeah I'm thinking of the other one um, Dogman's interesting there's been there's a hell of a lot of sightings in America of Dogman oh he... and yes <laughs> too many to say there's not something and again on the sightings it just seems to disappear
0: mm, not always I've heard of I had some of my podcasts actually who he didn't have the experience but one of his army buddies did from his army days where that he saw the same dogmen twice when he was a child. They typically, yes. sent, they typically from what I've heard tend to stay in an area when they live in an area. Like the Beast of Bray Road or the, the Beast of the Land Between the Lakes up in Michigan. Um,
1: they, they can sort of they can be there, but they can just go really quickly, and that kind of it makes me think we're missing something. How are these creatures, if they exist, doing that and just being able to vanish? I find it fascinating.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, from what I heard, they tend to just get down all fours and run at that point, and they yeah. run, they run fast though because they're part dog or part whatever they are. But my, I mean, I've heard theories that they're. I know you hate the word but they're demonic I've heard that theory I've heard yeah. I've heard theories that they're just creatures that have existed since the beginning of time because look at the ancient Egyptian gods look at Native Americans saying they had to deal with them and I mean it's just so much history in these creatures that they and this is where the W word that I hate, werewolf comes into it because it's just that's where the legend came from and they add all these features to it, like silver bullets and the moon and all this, but I don't think that's what it is. I mean, especially since the Beast of Bray Road has been around for 60, 70 years now.
1: Maybe something dimensional?
0: Maybe, but I think they just tend to live in areas. Like, I think they... Because there's so many things across the United States and there's a there's a website that they've been trying to get the people who started it on the show. It's called North American Dogmen Project, but... They have a map on there, and a lot of these things are clustered together in certain areas. So, what if there is a tribe of them or a group of them, multiple groups of them, like Bigfoots, living across the world?
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: I mean, for most, I mean, there's a famous song too that Derek played on Monsters Among Us podcast that about a dog. About these guys were out in the woods hunting, and they found a dog out there, and they're playing with the dog. And then it ran in a log, and it came out the other side, standing up on two legs as human. Like it's a whole interesting thing. I I don't know what to believe with dogmen because I definitely believe they exist. There's there's been too many stories for them not to exist, but it's just I don't know. I wish someone, I wish people would do more research into it because that's another thing they don't do research into enough.
1: Yeah, it's one of those cryptids. There's not the same intentions you got people with bigfoot you got so many people doing bigfoot yeah Um it would be nice to know a little bit more about this this dog man because people are seeing something
0: i mean small town monsters is the only think- group i really know that has been doing something like looking into it because they've done the beast of prey road movie they did and they just did either came out or is coming out soon the how the rougarou which i mean the rougarou is the south American South's version of the dog man basically. And it but it came over from, I believe, the Caribbean islands because it's New Orleans mainly. So it's that Cajun folklore. So I don't know. I mean it just and plus with the werewolf theories out there it has to exist because that's where werewolves came from. Same as vampires came from succubus or different spirits, whatever you want to call them.
1: I'm a great believer with folklore. as wild as some folklore is when you look into it there's an element of truth somewhere and it came from somewhere
0: yeah I like to always say Rumpelstiltskin is Loki (laughs) but I mean that's my theory but right, well you mentioned this one before when you're trying to think what dogmen uh, wore let's go to the Jersey Devil
1: (laughs) yeah this one I find fascinating um The whole backstory of it, I don't believe that. But, again, there's so many sightings of the Jersey Devil. And I've been listening, like, podcasts, people's sightings, and people are very genuine. And they've they've witnessed something. They've seen something. But what is it? I just find it totally fascinating.
0: And with the Jersey Devil, I mean it's weird because it's in one general area it's not like it's a nationwide thing even it's in the pine barrens in new jersey which yes is a very creepy forest that's for sure i've driven th- i even driving through it you kind of like look at it and you're like who knows what could be in there but because i i grew up in new york so i went to new jersey once in a while for concerts and whatnot or to drive to florida i used to go through new jersey but and it's just, I don't know. I mean, the Jersey Devil kind of goes back to my whole Earth is a prison planet for aliens type of thing. Cause that would explain, that would explain Bigfoot. That might explain dogmen. That might explain, I mean, it would be an answer for so many cryptids if that's what was the case. It I've would be
1: heard interdimensional mentioned a lot for that one. But I, I honestly don't know. I'm just fascinated by the amount of accounts.
0: Well, that's the one that you were bringing up before where. It was the 13th child of a, of a mother, Mama Leeds, I believe her name was, or yeah. mo- Mother Leeds, and supposedly when it was born, she she cursed the child before it was born because she was sick of having kids, because at 13 kids, I think any woman would be, but it sh- supposedly it came out, and it was disfigured with bat-like wings, with hoofs, and it shot out the window and ran to the Pine Barrens, and- since then it's been seen every so often i mean nowhere is, nowhere as much sightings as bigfoot or Dogman or anything else but it's been there still are sightings every couple of years of someone saying they saw it and who knows how many people have sightings and they don't say anything because they think they're gonna get laughed at yeah which is the biggest problem with the paranormal world is people think they're gonna be laughed at so they're afraid to say something
1: oh yeah i've come across many people over the years regards to various things that they've had experiences and they want to get it off their chest. And when they know that you're actually going to believe them, they come out with something so extraordinary and it's fantastic. Yeah. But they've kept it inside.
0: Yeah. I mean, people come out on their deathbeds like, oh, I saw Bigfoot. Yeah. We, he was around my cabin when I was a kid for years. And it's like, why'd you wait till now? We need details. And then they pass, and it's like, oh, come on! <laughs> but <laughs> it's just uh, one of the.
2: Cliff, <laughs> All
0: right, and since you said you do like these, this top, you said you like this topic, but we didn't really get to talk about it because, like a lot of people, you don't really have experiences with this. What do you think? What is your, what do you believe is actually out there for as far as extraterrestrials go, like as far as greys, reptilians the Norse-looking ones, any of, them, any, of them, any of them you want to talk about?
1: I think if you look at the, the bigger picture, first off, this universe, it's immense. Without doubt, I think there's life out there. Um, how arrogant is the human race for a human being to turn around and say, no, it's only us. Because we're really not that intelligent as a species when you look at what we're doing to the planet. No,
0: we're not. We're, often, we're, not. We're, we're not.
1: We are not. We as thick as a brick the way we treat this planet. So without doubt, I think there's life out. I think the governments know. They know what they need to know. I think without doubt. I think these things clearly come and go as they please. I think we could be dealing with a mixture of coming from space but also interdimensional if you look at some of some of the research you see these things change in shape and it's suddenly moving at great speed and then they're gone you don't see them go so where are they going to and then also you're getting this kind of visual of a more physical craft that some people have cited so i think we're dealing with a mixture But then I think we are the paranormal as a whole. Whether you look at ghosts, life after death, you look at elementals, UFOs, cryptids, interdimensionals, I think we are dealing with everything that is linked in some way. We don't just live in this 3D world. We we live in a world where I think there's so many different dimensions and pockets of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it has to be interdimensional travel because we would see people, anybody with a telescope would see UFOs just chilling in space, like above Earth, like, like, oh, we're just waiting here to go, you know, probe someone, you know, we're waiting in line, but I imagine it like a line at a BJ's gas waiting to get in, but basically, but I mean.
1: What did you think of the Nimitz videos?
0: The what, what videos? I'm Sorry, you cut out for a second.
1: Nimix videos. Nimix? Nimix.
0: I can't say I've seen them. That's not the Tic Tac, right?
1: Yeah, Tic Tac videos.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. Tick, the, 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 yeah, over here we call them Tic Tac UFOs, but... Uh, um, okay. Yeah, tick, I've seen them. I mean, I heard Derek talk about them too on Monsters Among Us, so I had to look them up, and... I mean like every other UFO video out there it definitely proves there's something out there that yeah. human, humans can't build anything to go that fast yet. That's the biggest thing. That I mean as far as we know the government's haven't built anything like that and if they did they'd be showing it off. They wouldn't be hiding it. Cuz they like the all the it's government
1: Chinese we'd be in trouble already by now.
0: Oh, I mean, well. Let's not get into that. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise we'll get to the big C word here, but um <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's just I I mean what if, if you look at all the different religions of the past, I mean they all have these different godly beings that they supposed were visited by. What if they were just different species of alien? What if they what if all the Egyptians
1: sorry, I lost you
0: that's okay what if all the egyptian ones were just different were just like a group almost like a diplomacy group sent from a alien senate or alien house of representatives and that's so why they all- by,
1: based on sorry based on what you just said my own belief is that there is information in the past because if you look at some of the old hieroglyphs some of the old things left line by a lot um Left by ancient civilizations, and also, how did they know where certain galaxies were when we can only find out the technology we got today? Yeah, how
0: exactly? I mean, look at all the cave paintings as well from pr- when we were primal creatures, they only really painted things they saw, like animals or fire, yeah. but yet there's great pictures of grays. And pictures of reptilians inside caves and they're dated 20,000 years ago or something like that. It's like, well, now this has to be something. There can't just be... It can't be coincidence if it's in all over the world. If it was in one cave, then yeah, maybe someone's really good at making a a fake, but it's all over the world. It's in Africa. It's in South America. It's in Russia. I mean...
1: And going back to the very beginnings, they didn't. They shouldn't have known these other civilizations because they were too far away. Uh, you know, you go far too far back, they wouldn't have travelled and met them yet. No. But you can see all of this left around the world, where they're depicting things from coming from above, and they're depicting star systems. Well, if we've only got the technology now, because of the likes something like NASA and all these geniuses, where did they get that info from? They wouldn't have known.
0: Have you heard of Valiant Thor? Yes. He supposedly was an alien that came to America in the 60s, I believe, to President Lyndon Johnson, I want to say. By, yeah. I had to look this up last time because I was wrong, but he basically, Valiant Thor was supposedly in the White House and in the Pentagon for months and months and months. And, like, he was advising them against – he was advising them with all the nuclear war stuff going on against Russia. Like, you guys need to stop, or we are going to start interfering. You guys need to calm down, or we, or we will come down and interfere before you come and take us out. Which, I mean, yes, I know that's the basis of a lot of science fiction novels, but this was actually something that supposedly really happened on Earth, on the United States, on Earth, and it just supposedly really happened, and I don't know why I believe, because it was, there's pictures of it, too, supposedly, of this, he looks like a man, because it's what they call a Norse looking alien. Like, if, there's a show on TBS a couple years ago called People of Earth, and they did a really good job of, like, showing the three main types of aliens people see, and how they work together to, like, accomplish things. But, so he was a Norse, so he looked just like a European that maybe was visiting the president. And there's supposed to be pictures of him, like, sitting at press conferences next to the president. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like this story should be bigger than it is, because it's like a small, not really talked about alien story.
1: There's also the one of Roosevelt, isn't there, supposed to have had a, a meeting and all of that.
0: E, that, was it Roosevelt? Was Valiant? I don't remember. I mean, I got. I keep saying Have I got. I got
1: an agreement with the Grays. Was it for abductions or something?
0: Oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, because that's what they based. That's what they based the X Files storyline off of. I will
1: tell you what fascinates me, though, is the amount of incidents over nuclear bases. Mm-hmm. Rendlesham incident was an American air base, yep. and you guys had nukes
0: there, and also look at look at all the incidents out in the Nevada Utah desert where there's nuclear testing that was done. I mean, it's it's a wormhole just to talk about it because it goes down so many different alleys as far as aliens are concerned. But but since you just said something about seeing something over areas of nuclear. Waste and whatnot. What do you think of Mothman? Since it can be possibly an alien too. Do you
1: know what? I think Mothman may be my favorite cryptid.
0: It's I've heard that a lot. I mean, it's definitely in my top five for sure. Because it's just, I mean, the TNT area in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, Chernobyl, and now in 2017-18, Chicago. So I mean pre- President Trump even said something about the Mothman Mothman when he was in office because that's when it was getting cited in Chicago.
1: Isn't it amazing though that for these big disasters this is seen? And again, are we looking at something interdimensional? And What is attracting it to that area? Is it a warning to us? Is it feeding off the negative energy that's going to happen? Mothman I find really, really fascinating.
0: Yes, which and it also brings up the word you hate. Because is Mothman a (laughs) a demon bringing doom? Or is Mothman an angel for warning of doom like your Tommyknockers?
1: Yeah, see, a lot of people I've heard them go down the evil route Um, my own my own belief is we don't know enough Um, certainly even if it's not a warning it's coming because of negative energy that's about to happen you can certainly take it as a warning if you see it but what it's actual intention is that's another thing I mean there's a lot of people speculate it feeds off the energy
0: Which I've heard stories of people going to investigate the T... Because there's been tons of people that have investigated the TNT area in West Virginia now and Point Pleasant because of the Mothman sightings in the 60s and 70s. And they will go to this TNT area and I've heard stories of people being in there and all of a sudden they see these red eyes or they hear the flapping of wings all of a sudden. And like they get a really spooky feeling like something's watching them. So uh, is it still there or... Is there multiple of them? Because how could it be there but in Chernobyl and in Chicago at the same time?
1: Yeah. Now, I'm glad you said that because one of the points I was going to raise, people call it Mothman, and I always talk about the same entity. But why are we assuming it's one entity? Exactly. It could be multiples, the same as any other species, any other cryptids, like Bigfoot. You know? What people seem to be finding seems to indicate they're in pockets, and some people believe family pockets with these things. They could be a, a type of creature attracted to something and it pops up in these particular times. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, I'm not gonna get us into Bigfoot again fully because that's all that'll take us an hour, but <laughs> but I mean,
2: <laughs> <a week.
0: laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you could spend a week talking about Bigfoot, you really can, but. Big feet, Bigfoot, my belief is they are like any other animal, like um, let's say not not they're not like lions, but I want to say they're like tigers, where they mate, they have younglings or youngins, whatever you want to call them, young feet. And I think they once the young feet reach a certain age, they're made to leave and go find their own territory yeah so that's why people will sometimes see either multiple bigfoots knocking on wood and communicating with each other in a forest or they'll also see one solo one just walking through a plane or something because it's just traveling trying to find its own mate someday and i mean we all know the stories of the brides of the woods too which do bigfoot to abduct humans to to try to mate with maybe i've heard weird things i know there's a whole book series about that because it's a fictional book series but i know there's a whole book series about that because i heard about on a podcast called wild things where she interviewed the author but which because you know the name grover Krantz from bigfoot research i'm sure right yeah this podcast wild thing it's his niece i believe who's the had hosted the podcast and she and she basically just continued her father her uncle's work on bigfoot and continued researching herself and i've also i mean i've heard the story on monsters among us the famous story of mac who fell out of a tree while hunting and was supposedly nursed by a female bigfoot and was actually fed her breast milk
1: yeah i've heard that and didn't he have a a back injury that apparently healed super quick or
0: something. Exactly. Finally, someone who actually heard it besides me, because everybody everybody I talk to they either never heard of Derek's podcast or they just they know of it but they don't have time to listen to it because there's there is a lot of episodes now because it's been out for so long. But if you got into the beginning when it was then when it first started, then most most then you keep up with it. But and I would love to get Mac on this show, but who knows how to contact him? I mean. I hopefully will be having Derek on the show in August and hopefully he can lead me in that direction. I hope, hopefully I'm hoping that'd be the, that'd be the interview of my lifetime, but, but he, cause he, that, that story I've heard it multiple times now because Derek's played it multiple times. Cause it's so crazy, but believable by the detail he gives. Yeah. But, but as I said, we're not gonna spend time on Bigfoot cause we already covered him somewhat in the main show and it's just, <laughs> we can go all day about Bigfoot.
1: It's a rabbit hole.
0: Literally is, but let's go from the land to the sea. And since you're in the UK, what do you think about water cryptids such as Loch Ness or Ogopogo or Champ or any of those?
1: I think, going back to remember, we, we spoke about the Greenland shark earlier, didn't we? Yes how that was found and that was meant to be extinct and there's some other little creatures we found as well that to have died out hundreds of thousands of years ago there is so much we don't know about the the oceans or any of the water side of this planet that who's to say in Loch Ness because quite deep something did exist maybe it does now I don't know um I mean, there's been a lot of fakery. There really has. Oh, God, Um, yes.
0: Admitted fakery. Admitted fakery. Yeah,
1: and some bad fakery as well. Some of it's quite genius. It's quite good. But I really do think it certainly is possible for something to have existed in there. Maybe not some sort of long-neck dinosaur, but some sort of offshoot of some kind.
0: Well, it's funny because I'm actually going to have a guest on this show in about a month. Named Katie Elizabeth, who is the head of who is a member or the head of the International Dracontology Alliance, and she actually posts videos on Facebook all the time of being at Loch Ness right now doing research. And some of the videos she's posted, it seems like there's something out there she's seeing.
1: I I would just love to know. I really would.
0: But I mean, the fact that's not just Loch Ness. The fact that it's. All over america in different lakes and different rivers and all over the world i mean yes i mean it goes back to the people crossing the ocean back in 16 where they're seeing all so many different captains wrote in their diaries logs about oh we were we saw a sea monster today off the port, port side rail and it was huge or it, it, and there's different descriptions though too. It's not just one description. It's not just all they're all they it can't all be snakes. Like
1: giant squid that we talked about earlier is a great example.
0: The colossal squid, yeah.
1: Yeah, no one believed it. No one. Even during World War II, no one believed the sailors. They thought they were hallucinating.
2: Yeah.
1: And now we know that the colossal and giant squid exist.
0: Or you look at like the case of the Mary Celeste. Or, like, what if these? What if a lot of these famous ships that sank, I mean, I don't think the Titanic by chance, but a lot of these famous ships that sank, what if there are giant dragon, like, dinosaur-like creatures out in the ocean that just, they stay deep and they only come up once in a while to get some sun and to maybe feed?
1: The Mariana Trench.
0: Yes, I mean, the movie The Meg... I, yes. like the, I like the theory they used for that movie where there's a part of the bottom of the ocean that we can't get into and things can't get out of it too often, but once in a while they can.
1: But isn't it crazy we know more about space than we actually do about our own oceans?
0: Which I think is asinine of our governments to not research the ocean more. Yeah. I mean, with technology nowadays, you can send cameras down so deep. Why don't you? Unless they know something is there, which brings me to my next topic. Actually, mer people,
1: mer people. There is over the years when you look at the mer people stories. There is the belief now that they, Mister, because it manatees, mer people, and that, and all this kind of stuff.
0: I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Sarahs were getting all excited about seeing a manatee. I don't care how long you're out at see. A manatee is not going to look like an attractive female.
1: No, I wouldn't want to kiss one myself. Um, there seems to be just, again, there's so many accounts of what they've seen. And you look at some of the old stories, very detailed accounts as well. Now, I'm not being funny, but if a manning tea was swimming near me or popped up, I would know it's not you know a, anything else other than what it is.
0: Yeah, which I, I mean
1: for a half woman half fish or anything.
0: I mean cuz even if you're out at sea for months at a time and you're dehydrated drunk possibly drunk and or just lonely and you have and your brain's sending out endorphins just to make you see things because you're yeah. you haven't seen a woman in months let's say and then all of a sudden you see, but a man, he's not going to look like a woman. I mean, it may look like Ursula from Little Mermaid, but that's
1: about it. It'd have to be some good rum.
0: It'd have to be some really good rum or some really <laughs> good whiskey or something. But it's just... And plus, there's the whole thing of... I believe it was Herodotus in ancient Greece who wrote about Atlantis. And supposedly the Atlanteans actually went to war with Greece at one point. And I mean... Just the whole idea that if there's writing about this island nation of people, what happened to them? Where's this island? Like, I know it's one of the biggest mysteries in the world: is did Atlantis did Atlantis really exist or was it just made up? But I personally believe it had to exist in some degree, and they had to something happen to them. I mean, yeah, maybe they all just maybe the island did sink during an earthquake or something, and they all drowned. But what if they just were so, because they're supposedly, they're technologically advanced compared to the rest of the world at that point.
1: We, we have lost so much of our ancient history. Yeah. We really have.
0: Yeah, we have 100%, but I mean, it's just, I don't know. I feel like Atlantis had to exist at some point, and either they either it's like a lot of ancient civilizations that just disappeared without a trace, or maybe they evolved. Maybe they learned to live in the water.
1: You look at how many cities we've discovered that have been taken back by the water. And we found ancient relics. And some of them in fantastic condition as well. Yep. So it's more than possible.
0: All right. Let's see where we can jump to. Well, you did bring... All right, well, because you said the word, the D word... Let's jump to Macaulay Mbembe and the idea that can dinosaurs still exist?
1: When I was growing up, I was obsessed with the Congo. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go trekking in the Congo and find dinosaurs because I love dinosaurs. Um, Macaulay Mbembe, there's some great stories behind that. But I watched... Do you know, I can't remember the name of the documentary. I watched it probably about 15 years ago or something. And these explorers got gone into the, the forest. And they had made contact with some tribes. And they all had stories of this Mikele Mabembe.
2: Yep.
1: And apparently coming out of the water and attacking the forest elephants. Now, these people, the forest is their life. It's as simple as that. They, you know, they live in the forest. They know it better than anybody. Why would they see something like that and lie?
0: Exactly, I mean, and the fact that they showed pictures to the, like the white man would go there and show pictures to the natives of yeah. like hippos and anything else that would possibly, any other animal we know about that may or alligators or any other possible creature that may live in water that we know about that would attack people or animals. And they all shook their hands and said, "Nope, that's not what we saw."
1: And these tribes, they don't know the outside world. They don't go on holiday. They don't go to America, UK. That you know, they're in these remote places, and the outside world to them is it's like another planet. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they go and log onto a computer and see things are influenced by things. Their environment—that's where they live. That's where they stay, and they know inside out.
0: I mean, it's not the only creature like that to be seen in South America. In South America, and I believe it's Chile, like there's the supposed forest that has raptors living in it. But, and the Chilean people respect these creatures enough that they tell people to stay out of the forest or you won't come back.
1: Well, the giant bird eating tarantula, that was a myth. And when they said it was carrying chickens away, people thought they were all crazy and no one believes that and then they find this great big tarantula that can take a chicken and carry it off there's just creatures everywhere we don't know about
0: yeah i mean we spend all this money now trying to explore space and trying to explore all these places we need to start exploring earth more one again our our exploration of earth what died out i think in the 1950s 60s when we started with the cold war we started with the cold war that's what really killed it?
1: It really feels like we deliberately avoid it sometimes.
0: Which, the question is, why does the government avoid it? Exactly. That's the whole thing, but... All right, I think we'll do one more, and then maybe we'll call it a day, but let's see, let's see, let's... Actually, I'm interested in this one because I want to see if you guys have these in the UK. Have you heard of rakes or pale crawlers?
1: Yes, I've heard of them. Um, We do have them in the UK. They have been experienced. Um, I know people that experience investigators believe they've come across something like that. Some people, you said pale crawlers.
0: Yeah, people call them rakes or some people just call them pale crawlers because they don't know what else to call them.
1: Yeah, I know um, an investigator. He's American, but he lived over here for years. And he used to, to call them that.
0: Which, that's one of the things that my wife saw one time when we were dating in her backyard. She was in the bathroom window in the second floor of their house smoking a cigarette and out the window. And she's looking out the window and she sees this white creature, maybe five, six feet tall, come out of the woods and just kind of stumbling around. Like it's unsure of where it is. And it just basically stumbled around for like a half hour or so and then it went back into the woods and disappeared.
1: Thing is, you if you look at it, Jeremy, there's there's so many things we don't know about. And you've got elementals, you've got spirits and ghosts, you've got what you can call demonic, you've got all these different energies and they may not just be the same groups. You know, there could be so many different groups of different types of energy and beings and you don't know. What, what is a rake? What caused it?
0: Well, the most popular theory over here in America is because I'm sure you've seen the map of how big the American cave system is. Yes. And
1: oh, I'd love
0: to investigate that. I wouldn't... I I would, and I wouldn't though, because there's. Have you seen the documentaries that are on Amazon called Missing Four One One?
1: Yes, which a behind it isn't there
0: because, well, because all these people that go missing in America while hunting or camping or just hiking in the woods, where are they going, and why is it? Why if there's a there's a maps of all the missing people that very much lines up with these cave systems. And it's theorized that that's where the brakes slash pale crawlers come from, is all these caves. Maybe they're like a mole people type of creature that has lived in caves for so long. And then we started mining and we create openings. Maybe they finally started coming out, like venturing out to the top of the ground or out from underground. And they just don't know what to do once they're up here because they can't, they can't come out during the day because the light would kill them. So maybe they come out at night and they're not sure what to do. Or maybe they're just looking around, if they can see at it all.
1: It's, again, it's something else we don't know enough
0: about. It seems like everything in this world we don't know enough about except the stuff that doesn't, <laughs> except the stuff that doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know. We, there's, there's small groups of people that still do like discovery exploration to try to find i mean they find what hundreds of new species of insects every year and smaller numbers of amphibians and reptiles every year they don't really find too many new mammals but that's because mammals are big for the most part or they're at least noticeable and you'll know and you'll see them but
1: if no one has has looked into the 411 i highly recommend it
0: oh that that documentary was very interesting and it's interesting, because I didn't know about the cave system thing until years later, and it's interesting that the cave systems in the one could be related, because these people just mysteriously disappear, and they have communities looking for them, and they can't find them. And if they were just lost in the woods, someone would find them.
1: If they taken by a predator, you'd expect to see some sort of signs.
0: Exactly, which, unless, I mean, these caves could also be how Bigfoot get around that being seen. Yeah. If they're big enough, I mean, if the caves are big enough, then why not? Or maybe the Bigfoots have like layers deep in these caves, that deeper than any human goes. Or the ones that do go that deep, they're the ones that are missing. But as always on this show, I don't know. I can't say anything with definitive proof because I haven't seen any research that proves it. But there's just so much out there that we could know about, but we just don't. And the governments need to start looking into stuff unless they... Do know the answers and they just don't want to tell us?
1: I've always said there's no experts in the paranormal, only experienced beginners.
0: I like that. I like that phrase, actually. That's a very good phrase, but...
1: I've been doing it since 15. I've still got more questions than answers.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's why I started this podcast, because I've always been to the paranormal since I was a kid, and it's just, I like talking to people who look into it and who experience it to try to get some answers, but... Everybody I talk to just seems to give me more questions, which is, is great. I love that part, but it's just uh, it's frustrating to no end. It. it really is because it's like, I want answers, but I'm not going to get them in my lifetime probably.
1: And then you think you got a theory and something happens blows it out of the water.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of my theories are more common ones that a lot of people agree with or they at least see the reasoning behind. But I've heard other theories where it's just like, Ooh, I like that theory. How crap that throws those three out of the water. <laughs> like, it's just, uh it's irritating at times. But it's if you love paranormal, you put up with it, and that's just the way it goes. But all right, um, where can people find out about you and your investigating team if they want to?
1: Um, they can find me on Twitter, night sky paranormal at not, uh, at night sky para. So I've got my Twitter account. Um, I have just recently set up an Instagram account, Night Sky Paranormal. and have a YouTube channel, but only put things on there sort of occasionally at the moment. I'm not really into being a big YouTuber. But like I said, looking to still do the podcast and get that up and running. Just with my friend passing away, I've got to kind of rethink things at the moment.
0: Yes, yeah, I mean, I could understand that, of course. But, and are you on the Book of Faces or no?
1: I don't really use Facebook a lot. I've got a personal account, but I only go on there because there's um, a Facebook team called One Entity Paranormal. And they're a great team, great bunch. They use mainly sort of medium type investigation, but yeah. just a, a genuine fun bunch. And I moderate for them.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely check him out.
0: But all
1: right.
0: Well, for all those who, all my listeners, go to the Paranormal the New Normal Facebook group, and that's where you'll see all the podcasts I'm on. I don't like naming them off on here anymore because that's just like a ten-minute freaking thing to name off on here. But if you (laughs) if you go to the Paranormal the New Normal Facebook group. You can find all my podcasts there. I post all the new episodes there, and ain't show I'm a guest on. And I also do. I also am on Twitter and Instagram as Juggle Bastard, and I always post everything there as well. So, can, nine, <laughs> That's that, that's <laughs> well that that came to be because of a podcast I'm on called Bracket Bastards, but that that's why that name came out because I I I was only a book of faces person. I never went on the twitter or on the gram before i became a podcaster but now it's just a way to get my stuff out in the world but well we thank you all for listening to paranormal the new normal and we'll be back next week with another guest who i am at this moment not sure who it is but i do have someone lined up i just don't have my calendar open (laughs) have a good week and we thank waza or wayne from nice guy paranormal for being out with us and we will And we definitely had a fun conversation. So he may come back at some point. He may be in the fabled paranormal bracket. That's going to be either a two episode or one episode thing on my show in the future, possibly around Halloween. So we will check that. We'll see what happens with that. I'm still in the planning part of that. But it will be interesting because it's it's going to be 32 paranormal creatures in a bracket. And people can vote for them in any way they want. Believability, <laughs> personal like, any way they want to vote, they can vote for. So,
1: just make sure you come to the UK, and I'll take you elemental hunting.
0: Man, the UK has been my bucket list for visiting since I was a kid. <laughs> I just haven't had—I don't have the money to get over there with the way plane tickets are nowadays. Might have to go on a boat Titanic style and try to get over there, but <laughs> <laughs> we will see. And thank you to all my viewers for watching on Parahost Network. We'll see you guys next week.